what happens when you talk for a living and then you got nothing to say anymore? And if anything, you think you're talking is hurting other aspects of your life. It hasn't happened to me yet, but it happened to a radio host named Drew Marshall. And he shares his story in this month's Toronto Life. You can read it at torontolife.com. And he shared it with us on Toronto Today as well. It's great to have you on, Drew. Thanks so much for the time. And your story is rather amazing. So thanks for sharing it with our audience. Okay, first of all. Yes, let's go. <laughs> you're pretty stinking good, man. Pretty stinking good. Oh, thanks. Uh, sec- secondly, <laughs> you're on this lineup with Oakley. Really? Wow. And then you just hooked Pearson. Well done, you guys. It's a good, yeah, Alex just came to 9 o'clock. She'd been uh, in evenings for a while, and you know what that's like. The show's on your mind all day long. You're recording stuff. You're getting stuff ready. So this has been a really nice change. I really like leading into her, and she comes with a lot of intensity and energy uh, at 9 o'clock. But thank you for the compliment. And John's uh, John's a radio vet, been there, done there, got the T-shirt, and he's on Afternoon Drive with us. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to suck up before we started. Okay. Uh, no, no problem whatsoever. But your story's uh, rather amazing. Tell people why. Why did you have enough of talking into the microphone? What were you finding out about yourself on air? What were you finding yourself off air um, doing that just led you to say after after a decade and a half, I don't want to do it. And not that I can't. You got the got the chops, but I I just won't do it anymore. Yeah. Look, I. Um... I was that kid that had handwritten on every report card. Um, kids pretty good just needs to shut up. Kids pretty good just needs to shut up every report card. And then eventually I found a way to make a living talking. And then at one point I just looked around and saw some uh, fractured relationships in my life. And I realized the common denominator was me. Uh, I could talk my way into anything and out of everything. And um, But relationships, you know, the real close ones, they can see past everything. And so it was, I was coming up to my 50th and I knew it was time for me to shut up. So my daughter dropped me off at the airport on September 25th, a few years ago. And the last words I said were, I love you. And the first words I said were Christmas morning, three months later. And was that a plan by design that you just wouldn't like talk or communicate? Like you got to get food, you got to <clears throat> yeah. check into hotels or hostels or wherever you were saying, like there has to be some communication with people. Yeah, I'm pretty good at trades now. Uh, it was, it was, it was. I mean, look, there's an there's an experimental aspect to to this for sure. Going through customs was hilarious uh, at Toronto just to get through. Uh, but you know, you get into a rhythm, and uh, and then I did take a a dead um, smartphone with me. It wasn't connected to anything, mm-hmm. but I could use the notepad. So if I really needed to write something out, I used that. So I've got three months of one-sided conversations on this, on this phone. Uh, and it was the morning of my 50th birthday, the sun crested over the Atlantic ocean. And I, I kind of attaboyed myself and I'm not real good at doing that. I don't think a lot of Canadian dudes are good at attaboying ourselves. Well, some dudes are a little too good at it. Too good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to walk, I ended up walking a thousand kilometers during a three month vow of silence had some incredible moments and it just revealed a lot of judginess in me before I went on this walk I was done with humanity you know that whole it's it, we throw this these comments away all the time uh oh you know people oh people I'm so sick of people or you know this is a great job except for the people well I was done with humans right now I'm on a hundred acre farm in Caledon I'm watching the sunrise over the corn. I've got six dogs at my feet, four horses in the barn waiting for me to come out and feed them. 
And I, when I finished the Camino and I got back to civilization again, and I felt, this is going to sound schmaltzy, mm-hmm. sorry, but I fell back in love with, with humans again. Yeah. You, you, you saw a movie called The Way, and I've seen it also with, with Martin Sheen and his son, uh, Emilio Estevez. Is, is not in it as much as Martin Sheen is, but obviously they work together on it. Tell our audience about the film, why it inspired you, and, and you kind of followed almost uh, some of that same route in your journey. Yeah, I followed the the entire route of that of that flick. Um, it's you know it's not a dynamic movie at all. It's very well written, great dialogue, great interaction, great cast of characters. Basically, uh, if you can watch it, you'll pick up sort of a Wizard of Oz theme, where the main character walks and picks up characters, other characters along the way, and they end up walking this journey together and getting to know each other. And you know what's missing in life and what needs to happen. And uh, so I, I remember watching that. Ah, a long time ago and, and just tucked it away in my subconscious and went, huh, that'd be interesting to do. Yeah. Just, just what mm-hmm. now I'm the only schmuck that walk that, uh, they walk the whole thing in silence. You don't have to do the, the Camino in silence. As a matter of fact, I'm hosting these retreats at the farm, SOSRetreatsCanada.com, and people sign up. They have a, a catered farm stay. So they sleep in the barn. It's been all cleared out, chandeliers, the whole thing. And we cater them here, fully catered farm stay. And then we walk a 50-kilometer trail throughout the weekend in silence. When you come back to the property, you can talk again. But the idea is for people to shut up long enough in order to hear. Like the important stuff gets loud when you shut up long enough. And there's a lady who's joining uh, the the weekend, uh, September 16th, 18th, who is going back to do the Camino again. Wow. Okay. What's the penalty for talking? <laughs> Have you well, you'll be, on the trail, you'll be on the you'll be on the trail all by yourself. But Greg, I'm, Greg, seriously, can you can you do what's the longest you think you can do? If you put, I mean, you can do it. You're you've got a sports background. You know what it's like. You put yeah. your brain to it. You do it. You could do a day without talking. Well, hundred percent. And here's what happens sometimes, as you know, some of this is is you know you you prep. You can't not prepare to do the show, but you're not exactly like in rehearsals, like for a play. But the microphone comes on, the music bumper stops, and and you go. And you're right. It takes a lot of reps to know what you're doing and, and when. And you sure don't always get it right. But after the show, Drew, as you know, I'm sure there are radio shows afterwards you're like, I, I, I got nothing left. And that and that's where it takes you out because you're not there for dinnertime conversations. And you're watching soccer games in silence. And you're watching movies in silence with your wife. And you're like... I'm I'm putting too much into A and I got nothing left for B, C or D. Like, I'm sure there's musicians. Every time I hear an athlete or a musician say that, that I just, you know, I, I, I miss the intensity. I get off stage and there's nothing there for me. I'm like, oh, God, that's that sounds so painful and depressing. It's awful. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's how yeah. I ended up, uh, you know, losing my marriage, losing my faith, losing my house, losing relationship with my son. Dude, it was horrible horrible because i came back after talk 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 and i didn't want to talk and i unplugged and my family got leftovers the article is on uh is on toronto life's website and i'll yeah i'm reading i'm where you are right now hillrunfarm.ca uh slash sos you did a lot of radio that was spiritual and you talked to guests about their own spirituality i think your show 
would have really connected because I'm not a religious person, but I love talking about it. I love listening to other people's experiences. And you write in the Toronto Life piece, I think the show succeeded because it engaged the sort of people who usually don't listen to religious radio, people like me. Like you're not you're not Jerry Falwell up there, you know, w- waving your arms around and 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 fake crying, <laughs> right? Like that's not what you that's not what you designed with your with your show and your enterprise, was it? No, I wanted to know why people believe. I couldn't give a holy grunt what they believe. That's why I interviewed everyone from the high priest in the Church of Satan to Alice Cooper to James Brown B.B. King to the leader of Canada's polygamous colony to the world's leading witches. I don't care what you believe. I want to know why you believe. What gets you through the night? And that's why a lot of these celebs said, said yes. I'm I'm buddies with Humble and Humble and uh, yeah, Fred. Great guys. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're they're having me on next week and and uh, they're like how do you get these guests? So humble says to Fred, dude, we got to start talking about spiritual <laughs> stuff, man. They'll come on. Yeah. Yes. They're asking about burping and shaving and, and uh, sexual <laughs> habits. And you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm really shocked that those people don't want to reveal all those things. They'd rather talk about their, uh, <laughs> yeah. their spirituality. Hey, I hope we get in more conversations. They well, are, one of they, the, one of the, one... go ahead, sir. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say one of the, one of the, you know, a, a great, uh, example of a, of a guest that I had that kind of touched on all the topics was Larry King. So he, mm-hmm. Larry grew up Jewish. He married a Mormon. Eventually I was his seventh wife. Yeah. And eventually and you're going to get, now, eventually you're going to get, if you're Larry King, you're going to get through all the religions true. I mean, let's be honest. About this. You'll, you'll find you're, 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 t- you're checking off boxes as you go through ceremony after ceremony. Yeah. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. All he wanted to do, he just wanted to experience different ceremonies. That was it. That was, it. uh, so he's an he's he grew up Jewish. He's an ag- agnostic now, married to a Mormon. I mean, that was like the perfect guest for the show. Or Sinead O'Connor comes on and talks about her her battle with Catholicism and the way it raged through Ireland. And she talked about her, her mom abusing the living crap out of her. Yeah. I mean, you know, this woman. Anyway, religion screw, has screwed up a lot of people. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's not the way it's supposed to be. No, it's not. Hey, let's have more chats. I'm so glad I got introduced to you, and and I hope you'll come on our show again. I really, I wish we had 30 minutes to talk about this this morning. You go to those horses and dogs, though. You sound like you got a great morning ahead, and thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you. And again, the plug is SOSRetreatsCanada.com. There's a couple of spots open for you to join a silent walk. Yeah, I got the website open. I've already emailed it to myself. So, Drew, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you in the near future. Thanks so much for the time again.